0: All right, welcome back. We are Addicts in Recovery, or AIR. This is Zach. I have Kevin on my right. Hi. Hey. I got a Insta Mike, or Media Man on the left. And then we have actually brought back Charlie this week, so...
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: What is up, Charlie? How you doing today, bro? Man, I'm
1: chilling. Yeah, I'm just chilling. hanging out. Just keeping swinging, right? keeping it real.
0: Just keeping it real. We, uh, we heard... Last week we listened... Well, it wasn't last week. Um... A while ago, we listened to Charlie share his story, and we really liked what he had to say. And so we we thought we'd bring him back for this specific subject because this subject that we're gonna broach today, man, it's a touchy one. And yeah, uh, we're all a little nervous about it. I don't. Yeah. We, we all kind of <laughs> joked about it. That we don't really know where it's gonna go. We so have no idea. And we still don't know where it's
2: gonna go, but no, clear. we're all right with it.
0: Um. So before we before we dig into it, um, as always, check us out on Instagram. Insta Mike runs the show, DM him, you know, um, don't DP him because that would be really weird. Uh, but let DP, us know. You can
1: DP Kevin. Though. Yeah. You can DP Kevin. <laughs> It'd be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> um, and yeah, follow us, follow us on Instagram or any other social media platform that we may have. I think right now we just have Instagram, though. Yeah, so. we're going to have... we just have, have Instagram. Yeah, I mean, it made it sound like it was... Yeah, really we're negative. killing it. Our Mike is killing it. So, anyway, today we're going to be talking about... Uh, we're going to be talking about spirituality, <sighs> higher power, God. Ooh, that's got taboo. Just in the word, God. So... Because uh, we want to clarify... We want to clarify what it looks like what is what is spirituality versus religion what is higher power or god or the universe or whatever that may be that it can help kind of push the the taboo aside and and help people find find what they're looking for right find that find that peace of mind that higher power or that that peace from that higher power um whatever it may be so before we uh i guess we'll just get we'll just dig right into it right well hang so. on
2: real quick kind of in branching on to what you're saying as well of uh you know with the slant of addiction as well of people that are trying to reach and search and find out something that can be able to edify and uplift them you know and get them out of a, a hole and, and we're going to talk a lot about that today spirituality as well hell yeah in
0: recovery hell yeah so we got all sorts of shit for you guys today yeah. this is gonna be a good time and uh, of course, we've got the the wisdom of Charlie here too. So who knows, man? <laughs> what, who knows little, what, gonna, what little there is. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so what do you guys? What do you guys think? Where do you want to start out? What do, you, what do we think? What is spirituality? Hmm. I've heard a saying one time.
3: Well, many times. Um, in AA, they th- there's uh, again those little sayings that they use all the time. Um, Uh, Because I had a a huge problem with the God concept, and AA is one of my uh, toughest things to get over, Um, but you do get over it. Uh, It was, uh, uh, religion is for people who don't want to go to hell, and spirituality is for people who have gone to hell and don't want to go back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of related to that. It kind of made me feel a little bit more relaxed. Like, yeah. there's a difference, and what is that difference between religion and spirituality? Um, to me, to me the, a religion is like a, a platform. It's a set, a uh, very solid uh, platform, a way uh, to believe and behave, Where spirituality, you adapt it to yourself, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you kind of make up um, the way you view God or your higher power, um, to fit to fit you yeah
2: I, I like that and I kind of what I have always think about religion as well is that it kind of has to fit the masses you know mm. it has to fit the, the kind of the middle ground people sure the bulk of the population I mean, you don't hear like a, somebody at the pulpit saying you know go out there and find yourself and rely on yourself they're more teaching the concepts of uh, kind of a topic or a solution or an idea, and people can follow that and, right, and I think if you take that you know a, a step further like you're saying with spirituality, I think that is in my view, I take it higher you know, more personal there is that difference, kind of like what you 're saying
3: right see, I think I had a miscon uh, a misconcept of spirituality growing up, um, and throughout my life i i was I was literally told that spirituality was dangerous and it it was for the open-minded and if you're (laughs) open-minded charlie's (laughs) laughing about that but what what i was taught and what i was told is that open-mindedness was a bad thing um and i was taught that uh if you had an open mind then it could be filled with bad things and um and i always you know it's it's funny because you know i'm I feel like I'm an open-minded guy, but I had this preconceived idea that you know, um, open-mindedness was for you know hi- hippies and right. and, uh, <laughs> and scary people, you know, with, be- with beards. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, but I think the, the reason
2: why though is because it puts fear back into like
0: well, the religion. I mean, it, it puts you on questioning,
2: the stage of yeah, religion. That's what like. You know. my, my grandpa was a Harvard grad from, uh, or he was a Harvard grad in philosophy. He got a doctorate degree there. And he um, he was very active in the you know the, the Mormon or of Church Jesus Christ Latter Saints, and he took a really hard stance. He really liked the idea of the religion, but he would throw questions at people all the time. And people at and like in his neighborhood or his ward or whatever you want to call it stake, they hated him because he would just would throw those questions of like really like kind of the bigger picture of, of what god is or what it can be versus of if i tell you to walk forward right now and jump off the cliff you jump off the cliff right so it was a lot of people did not like him and he was like really a devout religious person it was crazy
0: the thing that i had the hardest time with as far as spirituality went is especially growing up in a very religious area um, and being raised in a specific religion with my family and everybody around me was i thought spirituality was religion i thought it was the same thing um i thought that for me to be spiritual i had to go to church every sunday and i had to uh pray a certain way and i had to engage in certain religious activities and certain behaviors and follow these certain guidelines so that i could be saved to this highest kingdom level or whatever um and it took a little while for me to realize that that's not, it's not the same. Religion and spirituality are not the same. It, it, it wouldn't work for me if I had to follow a specific religion. Like, I can't do it. I, I always see religion as something that's man-made, and so it's innately flawed. Um, man-organized religious bodies, Right. And it typically, the way that I've seen most religions is they're all fundamentally about the same. Be a good person. Do the next right thing. Um, you know, take care of your fellow man, whatever it may be. So why do I need to follow a, a group of people that are all, and, and be known as the specific religion, when I could do all of those things for myself or in my in my own personal life and still get the same benefit? and not not have to be tied to to their their laws and like the the lds church has the word of wisdom <laughs> that would mean that i wouldn't be able to drink coffee mm. or uh, coffee drinkers don't go to the highest kingdom or something like that it's like I, I well i'm screwed <laughs> so you can slam, as well you can, you can slam red bulls though. yeah you can slam red bulls amount and do all day anyway, diet cokes, cokes
1: are allowed too right
0: yeah <laughs> um but yeah and you, yeah
2: and you can have as many as you want too yes exactly
0: <laughs> but yeah i had to i had to for my own recovery and for my own peace of mind i had to find out uh the relatively hard way that spirituality is not it's not the same yeah what do you think charlie so I,
1: I do. I teach a, um, I teach a session every Tuesday at one, and it's on spirituality and meditation. And so I, I. I start whenever I have somebody new. I started the session in the same way. I say, "Hey, listen. You know, I'm not picking on you, but um, I need you to give uh, the group your individualized definition of the concepts of religion and spirituality. And um, and if they're the same thing, you know, this is my definition of the two concepts and they are one and the same. And if they're not, then individualize the definitions. And so, so I get this a lot. And, um, I hear a lot of people who are, I hear both sides. I hear a lot of people who equate religion and spirituality to be the same thing. And then I also hear exactly what you just said, you know? And so if, um, if I had to, if I had to, Somebody asked me one time a long time ago. They said, "You know, you you always ask people about <laughs> spirituality and religion, and, and you don't ever really talk about it. You just listen." And it's, I like to listen uh, about this, especially. But uh, they were like, "What do you, What do you think? What do you think? What's your religious belief? You know, you go to church, you do all that stuff." And I said, "Well, I think God is love. I think that's the easiest way to say it, you know." And and anything that teaches us that God isn't loved and it's of man and it's flawed you know it's yeah I, I believe that it's um, it's somebody's attempt to try to control me right through some organization through some book and and so and, and so there, so there's that right and then, and then I went and I heard this guy uh, who wrote a bunch of books and he did this seminar one time and he was just absolutely amazing and he he uh, I think the name of the book was like. God didn't say that or Jesus didn't say that or something like that. But it was uh, the the dude sat up there and he and he he talked about how, uh, you know, we <clears throat> we need to realize that whenever a person gets up on a pulpit and says this book says this and this is what it means. Right. What we're actually listening to is we're listening to a human being man who is flawed by nature um, and subject to all types of sin and fallible in every way. We're listening to that man or woman's interpretation of a book. That's what we're doing, right? And so we're going to, through confirmation bias what we were talking about earlier, we're going to, um, we're going to go to these particular places that uh, has a person standing in a pulpit that uh, says the things that we believe in because we don't want to go somewhere and be challenged, you know what I mean? And um, and so we're going to continue to go to these places, and we're going to hear the interpretations that we want to hear, that we, uh, can, that we like, co-sign on, you know? And and um, I think that's where my biggest issue with religion comes from, right? Because we when we, even from an early age, like, when you go through growing pains, you're growing, right? When you're in growing pains, when you're... When 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 you're in an awkward stage when something doesn't feel comfortable, that's where that's where growth is. You know? And so when we continuously go to the same place to hear the same regurgitated crap from uh the same person and uh and with the same theories and the same ideologies and everything, are we really growing as human beings? Are we really growing in spirituality? I don't think we are. You know, I, I, I think um I think that we need to challenge ourselves in every way, especially when it comes to spirituality and religion. And I think it's one of the most important ways that I challenge myself consistently i um I went to treatment and I got out of treatment and I got a, uh, I, I went to this big church it was a mega church because I 'm Southern Baptist. And, uh, and so I went to this mega church and it's got the big screens and the rock band and all that crap. And it's got three different services that each have like 1500 people in there and every time and it was huge. And, um, and so I said, well, you know, I want to be of service to this church. I want to do something to give back to this church. And they said, well, you can, uh, you can teach the little kids, um, that in Sunday school. I said, okay, cool. I'll do that. And I did it for three years. <laughs> All different ages. Uh, you know, One year I did third grade. I mean, one year I did three-year-olds. Next year I did four-year-olds. Next year I did five-year-olds, back and forth. And so um, uh, I would go to these things. And, and to me, um, my, uh, my idea of, of God is that of a female, is that of a, a woman, a nurturer right? And, and people are, well, you know, it says in the Bible, it's, it's his, his, it's a he, it's a he. I'm like, of course, you know, look at the source, right? It's a bunch <laughs> of men writing this shit. Of course there's going to be a he, you know? And so I said, I said, they can say he all you want. I'm, I feel like it's a she, you know? And so I'd have all these little kids coming up to me and they'd be like, uh, they'd be like, oh, you know, tell me about God and tell me about the Bible stories. And every time I'd be like, well, she says this and she says that, you know, and they'd go home and they'd tell their parents and, and then the parents would come back and they'd say, Hey Charlie, listen, um, we are hearing from our kid that you're saying God is a female, and we kind of we don't know about that. Where does this come from? I'm like, oh yeah, it's my personal belief, and uh, and I'm you know volunteering and spending my Sunday mornings here to teach your kids Sunday school lessons. So if you got a problem with it, take it up with upper management because I'm not going to change <laughs> my particular belief system just to accommodate you. And uh, you're a very rigid structural construct of God. And I'm not going to do that. So anyway, have a good day. <laughs> and I'd walk away from the conversation, you know. And, um, and so, and I, so I, I, would, I was in this church and I was a really big part of it. And, uh, and I, I went to the preacher one day and I said, I said hey, man, listen, um, it's a, a Tuesday afternoon and I'm coming up here in my off time and I, I, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you because at that particular time in my life, I was watching a whole bunch of, uh, ancient aliens and, um, the TV show, if y'all are familiar with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Love that it's show. Aliens, man. Right. And I got all these questions, you know, I got all these questions for you preacher. And, um, and he said, man, I'd been giving my, I'd been giving my heart and soul, my blood, sweat and tears to this church for three years. You know, coming in early every Sunday, coming to all the little functions and shit that they did. And, um, and and I said, I need to talk to you. I need my preacher. I need my preacher because I have questions. And he said, I don't have time for you. Oh. He said, how about you go talk to somebody else? And I said, you know what? How about I just don't come back to this church? And I walked. And um and so then I went to this other church and it was very, very small, super small. And uh and it's this church called Ecclesia, and it's a non-denominational church in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and it's uh the pastor's name is Mike Dixon. And I went to this church, and Mike Dixon got up there, and it, and you walk in, and there's like there's like uh, there's black, white, Hispanic, there's uh, lesbians and gay men and couples all in the stands. There's um, there's homeless people in the back, and they don't have shoes on because they can't afford shoes. And then there's lawyers, and there's uh, there's uh, professors, and there's, um, there's all this. She's very diverse mix of people, and I sit in in the um, I sit in there and, and I listen to Mike, and he came out and he said, you know. I'm going to tell you what my interpretation of the scripture is, and you can, you can you know, go with it or not. But This is how I view these words, and this is what they mean to me. And I'm going to tell you, I really listen to these words, and I try to, I try to um, apply these, these, these theories and these philosophies in my life to become a better human being, because that's what spirituality is to me, is to uh, take these teachings and be a better human being. But I fail at it. I fail at it consistently. But it doesn't stop me from trying. And it doesn't stop me from viewing these words as being like, this is the way to live life and this is the way to grow. And I was listening to this man talk and I was like, this is the first time in my life in 30 something years of living, going to all types of churches all over the country. This is the first time in my life wherever heard a preacher gets up on stage and talk about all the different ways that he fails on a daily basis as a man of God. And I said, this is real. This is what this is what religion is, right? This is what religion should be, and sure as hell, this is what spirituality is, right? And so it was at that moment where I was able to merge the two because I, I'm the same. I'm the same with you, man. I I, I went to church every day as a kid. Um, uh, I went. Sunday uh, Southern Baptist. You go to church on Sunday morning, you go on Sunday night, and then you go on Wednesday night, right? And, um, and if you don't, you're going to go to hell and it's going to, it's hot down there. You don't want to do that shit. And so, um, I went and I went and I went and my, and my grandmother, uh, she was a very proud Southern, uh, blue hair and all that shit. And she said, um, there was a a black dude that came and sat in in the pew behind our pew one time. And she came down and he said, um, after church, she said, I don't think you need to come back here. I don't think this is your type of church. And I heard her say that. And it was like, I. I learned all these teachings of Jesus, you know, like do unto others, love thy neighbor and all that shit. And then I heard her say that and I was like, you know what? Everything I hear here is hypocrisy. You're all full of shit. You know what I mean? I don't want any part of you. I don't want any part of you. And I walked away from it. And so like I found what I lost that day. When I lost that day when my grandmother did that? I found that day that I was sitting in there listening to Mike talk about all the problems that he had and all the flaws that he had as a human being. And I found that connection between religion and spirituality. But I, I also agree with you, man. Like spirituality is something so much deeper than any any man made, organized thing could ever possibly exist. Like
2: well, well I, I think it's harder though. It's it's harder to kind of obtain that. And you look at like just the just the start of the whole United States. You know, it started on people wanting to have freedom they wanted to be able to be able to explore their own spirituality their own religion in their own way they wanted to get rid of the this is the way you do it you know the church of england and mm-hmm. and all that stuff that was happening all over europe and people leave and like look what happens look how progressive look how young the united states really is and look how much crazy growth there has been mm. and my belief is i think like that people had the freedom to be able to explore themselves they had to be able you know they had to rely on themselves they had to rely on their own personal belief and their own way that they can deal with what their god is and in that way it opens up like your your mind pretty much to be able to source that stuff to be able to put it versus it just being kind of another pawn on the chessboard of just being pushed to told what to do and this is the way you think this Mm. is the way you walk and i mean you look at I'm not slamming religions, but like you look at like the Middle East and a lot of areas that you are there is not a lot of growth. There was a long time ago when the very basis of those religions started. And you look at all the design and the architecture and 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 um, their thought process and how they're able to form and to 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 grow and and then it it gets too strong. Of this is the way you do it, and if you don't if you're not like us you're killed or you're pushed away and when that happens it damages the entire community to the point where there is no growth it's stagnant and i've i just like the that concept of it because i mean like i said the united states is so young and there's so much stuff that's happened since then
1: Hmm. you know what's interesting about that is that like so you know, we we have these periods where we, as re, in history, like historically, we have these periods where we develop um, these rules and regulations, right? And then you get a, a, a large group of people that come, and then there's just some breaking point, and then there's a separation. There's like, oh, you don't, you can't tell me what to do. I think you're wrong about this. I'm gonna go start my own thing. You know, and you get America, right? But then at some point, it just merges back into this huge like it does it again thing that it used to be yeah and then there's a breaking point you know and um i don't know it's interesting
2: it is it's like you it's you come to the base of like the ten commandments they are fairly easy to live by Mm -hmm. you know and then you like have to take another level above that then it just keeps growing into another level another level to you know and then sadly you get people that start to look at other people that the way they're not looking or living or believing like you and they're shunned or talk bad at or you know and yeah. I don't know I'd like to pose a question yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Um, because this is something that I was wondering when I first got into recovery and I think the the entire topic makes um, many people that are looking for recovery um, the, the topic of God or a higher power and we can talk about that for sure the difference I suppose um, or, or the sameness um, <clears throat> uh, first off I, I'd like to say like when, when when it was brought to me that 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 there was a way out of my addiction um, and you know they called it recovery and um, and because <clears throat> I couldn't conceive of not drinking and so when I when I found out there's a way I was I, you know, of course, I was like, I, yeah, I'll do anything. You just tell me what to do. But then, you know, you start that mental battle with yourself where you grow two brains, like, I want to keep drinking. I want to stop kind huh. of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but I had this really um, – I had, I had a – I battled with myself with two things. I'm too young to stop drinking and I'm too old to stop drinking. The next one was um, – am i am i worthy to be sober i i <clears> don't <throat> i don't know if that makes sense to anybody else but i felt so badly about myself that i wasn't sure that i could be any use to any human being as a sober person because i was such a bad person mm. and um i you know yeah. I guess that's a psychological thing, but it is. It is. <laughs> but I, I didn't know that I was a, a worthy person to become sober because I, I felt so, you know, ashamed of myself, I suppose, you know. Right. And um so my question is, um, a lot of people uh, have, have a problem with the God concept and are offended by it. They're immediately turned off by it. I've seen people walk into AA meetings, and as soon as they read the 12 steps, which mentioned God a couple of times, um, they'll stand up and walk out. And so my question is, why is this a subject in recovery? Because that was my question. Why do I have to deal with this? I, you know, I, I, I did not want to... In the beginning, I kind of was turned off by the twelve steps because I, I didn't want to broach the subject of God because I, I was worried about the judgment of it. Maybe you know, I I, I didn't want to confront a God subject because I'd I'd be confronting God, and I certainly didn't want to hear His opinion. Of <laughs> you know her, a, her opinion be. <laughs> her, <Yeah>. her opinion <laughs> her right her it's um but anyway so my question is why are we talking about the subject and why is this important in recovery why is it a subject at all
2: yeah anybody i've got a quick story yeah um so i i through my alcoholism i turned very sour towards god i didn't want anything to deal with god i thought the concept of it it was like i was why did i get myself into this you know the why me why does bad things happen to good people i feel like i was a decent human being and i uh, a lot of people blame god yeah like i was i was like this is ridiculous that i got myself in this situation and and here's what happened to me so i'm like day 8 9 in rehab and just laying there on the floor in the in crazy. Now the place I went to is an old Catholic monastery and I'm thinking about like all this expensive wood that's all around me, all this expensive, because I'm in construction. I'm like looking at like this place is like just kind of another joke to me thinking how much money religion spent on whatever buildings. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a joke, but so I'm just laying there looking at the ceiling and I just like, I'm like, I could be home. I could be at my office. I could be doing so many other things, but why am I here? Why am I here right now? And I'm like, kind of talking to God but to myself I'm just like why am I here and in a first time in a very very long time like this sunshine just came out of the window those big big windows are in that room and it hit me right around my face and it just warmed me like warmed me up to the point where and I i and, and it was like an answer of you need to fix yourself and where you're at is a good place. This is a start, like this is this is like your beginning. And then that's what the thought that came to me, was it exactly from God? Maybe not. I don't hmm. know however angle you look, wanna look at that. Was it just the crazy weather pattern of the day and then the cloud came and the sun, if you wanna be all scientifical about it. But for me, I approach that as uh, a way that's bigger than I needed help, and I was relying on being humble and asking an honest question of why am I here and how do I get help? And what am I doing? Is is this a good path? Is this a good thing? And that's all I needed. And for some people hearing this, they probably think that sounds absolutely stupid and ridiculous, and that's fine. They can believe that, and they can think that. I don't take that away from them, but for me, that's what did it.
0: The reason that I involved any type of higher power is it wasn't, it wasn't because of it wasn't because somebody they were telling me to, or it wasn't because I, I necessarily wanted to. It was because I was in a treatment facility and I did not have the means of getting loaded. And this is the first time in God knows how long, probably like my entire life that I was in us in a room by myself with no way of checking out, no radio, no TV, no drugs, no nothing. I mean, it was just me. And I was in this cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I remember having all of this shit because I was in this treatment center for about a month by that time. And so I have these therapists that are digging shit out of me and I'm still kind of coming, like coming back to reality and I'm facing all of this shame and all this, um, all of the, these terrible, I guess, memories of what I had done. And I remember it building up and building up and building up and building up. And it was just, it was, it was like, I was a ticking time bomb. I was just waiting to explode. And I walked into this guy, uh, this guy that like worked there and I still remember this. I, I walked up to him, and I thought I had, like, my shit together pretty well, right? I was, like, I I, I mean, I was pretty bad, you know, big and bad. And oh I walked up God. to this guy, and this guy looks at me. He doesn't say anything. He just looks at me, and I'm just, like, immediately bawling. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't make <laughs> it My life is uh, Just lose it. And uh, for lack of a better for I mean, for, like, the... As easy as I can put it, he he said, "Son, you need some type of God." <laughs> is basically what he said, and and so I went back to my room that same day, and I just remember laying on this bed, and I was staring at this fucking crossbeam on the ceiling, and I was, I was thinking, "All right, everybody keeps talking about this higher power, this power greater than me," and I had heard people talking about picking rocks and potatoes and just like random shit. I'm like, well, that's really stupid because I'm not gonna pr- I'm not gonna pray to a rock. So I just looked at this crossbeam. I'm like, that crossbeam is holding the roof up. It's a power greater than me. Hmm. And instead of, because when I was growing up, prayers were very: this is how you pray. You say this. You say this. You say this. You you know, you're on your knees and you're humble about it. And I remember looking at this crossbeam and I'm like, all right, God, what the fuck, dude what the fuck is exactly what i said to, to to this beam and then i just went off like honest to god if there was anybody else in that room at the time i probably would have gotten like locked up because i was sitting there talking to the ceiling just letting all of this shit out i mean years of shit that just build up and build up and build up and because i wouldn't tell anybody else because a lot of it was like super i mean extremely shameful uh, at least to me it was i think to anybody else to be like i was really stupid that i was even bugging you uh, <laughs> but Man, I let it out. I let it all out. I let everything out in this, this uh, form of a prayer. And it was aggressive and it was vulgar and I was pissed off and I put all of my emotion into it. And I'm not kidding. When I stopped talking, I felt better. Hmm. I didn't just feel, I didn't feel, I didn't feel um, like, I don't know I didn't feel like the edge was taken off. I didn't feel like anything. I felt better. I felt good. Um, and that was the first time in my entire life that i had ever felt that way that i had peace and when i did that what i mean when i felt that i'm a drug addict okay i chase that feeling so every fucking day and every fucking night from then on out man i was saying it i mean prayer after prayer to prayer, just so that i could chase that high mm. and uh and that's it, it really more than any. so so a lot of people you know, they find God and let it out. I was chasing the high man and, and it worked. And so, because there's even without, and I learned this um, not long after I started praying that even, even without religion, it is still scientifically proven that by taking things that are bottled up in you and releasing, vocally releasing them or giving them to something else through therapy or through praying or anything like else is proven to help. And because of that, I just kept going. Like it didn't, it didn't matter what God looked like to me. I didn't care what God was. All I know is that when I had a bunch of shit built up at the end of the day and I prayed about it, I felt better and I could go to sleep. Hmm. And that's all, I mean, that's all I needed. This is one of the most useful, <laughs> one of the most useful tools that I've ever had in recovery. But it's back to the same idea that
2: like, this is bigger than like religion. This is in, in my opinion, how I view it, hearing your story is you take it that level of spirituality that's like Zach's spirituality and nobody can take that from you, you know? And, and, and I feel like if, if it's hard for people to kind of grab that on their own and trying to, cause it's really hard to go throw something in the woods and say, here you go, go discover yourself. It takes a lot of, a lot of thought, a lot of time, a lot of process to try to, to, to do that. And I mean, that's obviously why religions don't, Preach that! I don't say, "Hey, go do your go, own thing." Yeah, go on your own thing, and good luck in the forest. Right, <laughs> I tried to go do my own thing, and I became like a alcoholic. And <laughs> right. I mean, you hear like
3: the horrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, so I, I see this as like um, when you break it down to answer your question. My my my, my answer to your question would be, uh, whenever we're doing a first step, whenever I'm doing a first step with anybody, I always want to go with the. Uh, there's a lot of key components to, to thoroughly doing a first step. But I think one of the most important is that, that surrender. I think with Zach, you know, we're um, looking at that beam and we just let it out. We're like, fuck you, God. You know, this is, this is where I am. This is what I'm feeling. I give up. I can't I'm do done. this shit anymore. I can't yep. do it. And then, Mike, you're in there. You're looking at that. That, that, that beam of light hits you in the face. And it's just like this is change. This is what I need to do. I need to move in this direction, right? And um, and it's this it's this act of complete surrender. And so we ha- we have all these people when we come into um, into AA. Uh, you know, I would say a large majority of people are just completely jaded by this idea of God. And somewhere somewhere along the way, either either I'm such a horrible person that I don't deserve God's uh, mercy and peace and, and grace, or um, I've been wronged by by you know. By God or religion, like think about the people that have been molested by priests and, and all this that have led to alcoholics and and, um, and drug addicts and everything, due to like sexual abuse on that. Like that's some that's some intense shit. That's some like serious trauma from religion or God, if you want to put God in that place. And so um so so we address this right we, with with AA. You know you're gonna have to get sober. You're gonna have to do this. We got these twelve steps right. But we don't start you out. With uh, God's going to be the answer Higher power's going to be the answer Because maybe the first step That would be a little bit too abrupt So what we're going to do is First First We're going to have to find that level of surrender Humble yourself Humble yourself Right Humble yourself But they hit you with it quick now (laughs) <laughs> Second step, they come at you. Came to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you. Saying, "I knew you were going to do the God thing." Right, <laughs> here, right. It comes. here it goes. You know? that's
3: where I was like, "Yeah." A lot of times you hear uh, AA as a
1: cult. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that.
3: And uh, and when I when I I remember my uh, first few times going, I thought, you know what, they're right,
1: <laughs>
3: because you know you hear the word God or higher power, and and until I understood and and came to To be at peace with it, which yeah. took a while. You don't have to get it right away. You can skip right over the top of it uh-huh. for, until it, you know, until it works for you.
1: Make so, it till you make it,
3: right? You yeah. know, but it took it took a, it took a while for me. When it when it when it finally happened, it came rather quickly, but
1: yeah. But it's, it's necessary because, in my opinion, this is what happens to us. is like we, we in our addiction, we just get consumed by um, selfish acts, right? We just become so, everything is about me. Victim, victim, victim. Uh, Denial, uh, pride. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. All of these emotions that are from selfish actions. And so we have to get out of self, man. We have to get out to something else greater than us. You know what I mean? And the obvious conclusion to that is going to be to figure out something loving, caring, greater than self is your higher power and just give to that, you know? Right. Yeah.
3: So the other thing that bothered me about the, the AA program was um, this feeling of um, being uncomfortable with the concept of a higher power versus God. Um, to me, like to say that there was a higher power um, other than your concept of God sounded like sacrilege. Uh, which is, which (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, well, that's just the way I was raised. So I was raised with this very strict idea of what God was. And I knew that, you know, at the time that this particular God that I was raised, uh, this concept of God that I was raised with did not approve of me. Um, As a matter of fact, um, um, I was kind of brought up to, and maybe not on purpose, but I was I was brought up since early childhood to feel bad about myself, and um, and so I kind of um, <clears throat> I guess the reason why I had such a problem with it, if I can just take over for a minute, yeah, is that um, if if this if this if this God did not approve of me and thought so lowly of me that I. I did not want to be part of his judgment anymore. So if I could offend him as much as possible, he would turn his back on me and then I didn't have to live up to his expectations. So when it came to the point um, in my addiction where I was so miserable in my addiction, Mm -hmm. um, it was fun at first, like we talked about In an earlier session, you know, like if you didn't have fun in addiction at first, you were doing it wrong. That's my concept. (laughs) But when it when it (coughs) well, I mean, so when I got when the addiction got so miserable that it took over, took me over. um, There were many times where I wanted to kill myself very badly and and came close to it, Um, (coughs) on multiple occasions. The only reason why I never carried that through was. The, the the concept that God didn't look at me anymore and, you know, while I'm alive and I didn't have to live up to his expectations, I, I feared death so badly because in my mind, if I died, he would be able to see me.
1: Right.
3: And I would be so deformed and, um, I would almost be unrecognizable. Huh. And, um of absolutely no worth or value or use. or, And so I was caught in this um, horrifying state of mind where I didn't want to live and I didn't want to die either. I was afraid of both. Hmm. So I just kept using. How did you get
0: past that?
3: <clears throat> well, when... I remember when when it when it, was, when it was addressed to me that you know I needed help, and there was this way out and this particular person actually um gave me uh a big a copy of the big book it was one of those little mm-hmm. ones that you carry in your pocket yeah. and he said, "I just want you to 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 listen to these um um these are the they're called the ninth her they're called the promises yeah. and <clears throat> he was reading through them, and the one that caught me was um, that we could feel useful again um, That we could be of use Or useful yeah. I can't remember it Right off the top of my head And um, I thought I could I could be useful Because I felt so useless So um, <clears throat> So AA And, 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 and uh, I, 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 like, I like to keep bringing up on this show That um, I'm not just preaching AA There's many ways to get clean um, but <clears throat> AA works for me. Right. So in this, in my story, um, I started going and I started hearing this, this um, term, um, a higher power or God as, as um, how how does it say? God as He pertains to you, or understand.
1: as you understand him Yeah, God as you, God understand, as you him. understand Him.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, <clears throat> I was like, what does that mean? I I don't. I, I could not get that. I, I, that, that made no sense to me. God, as I understand him, what do you mean? Like, what, what does my viewpoint of God have to do with, you know, God? There's only one, there's only one way to look at him. You know, it was a hymn and he floated through the clouds with his arms spread right. and he ha- and he hated really? me. <laughs> was, you know, and, and he didn't answer. So like, here and comes
2: he, Kevin Run. I, <laughs> and I was so,
3: I felt so, so worthless and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, ashamed of what I had done to myself and, and, um, and, and suddenly it literally went like after hearing people's concepts of a higher power and their concept, and, and I started getting a little more used to, okay, that's their version of God. I guess there's some other way to look at like different angles, you know, of, of look, looking at God and, um, it finally occurred to me, I, I only have one point of view, and that's mine. And I get to use it to look at God instead of using someone else's version that's been wow. taught to me about mm-hmm. God. And my way is just as valid as anybody else's way.
1: Hallelujah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was huge for me. It was a massive breakthrough Mm. and um um, what worked for me is the concept that i am i'm a person i'm a human being in the world and my higher power is a much higher power that i i don't have to know what god is because i probably can't know i'm not god-like I would have to be a God or something close to God to understand what God is. I have no idea. Um, the, the, the idea that, that I can make God ashamed of me, which is what I had tried to do in my life, um, meant that I was higher than God and I can control God's mind. And I can make him approve of me or disapprove of me. And I came to the uh, realization or the, um, the idea that I can't make God happy with me and, I, and I, I can't make God ashamed of me either. I cannot control his head to nod yes or no like, like a bobble toy. Do you approve of me today? Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, you know, I have no idea what, you know, what makes God happy and what, what makes God not happy with me. There's nothing I can do to make God turn away from me. I'm not that powerful of a human being. and I, <clears throat> But I know what makes me feel better. And I know in, in my concept of God, he's a higher power and he can s- see above me. So if you you can sort of relate with me for a moment, if you have a person, if you're lost in a maze and you're completely lost and you have no idea what to do, whether to go right, whether to go left, it's dark, it's scary. But there's a person that you can see on a higher tower um, and he's standing, he has a different perspective um, of where you're at from his vantage point because he's higher than you. I don't have to grovel and get on my knees and beg and whip myself with chains, but I do have to become humble enough to be able to be brave enough to just say, hey, you know, call up to this person in this higher tower and say, can you tell me which way to go, right or left, because that person can see the next right move in this maze from his vantage point. So I just have to become humble enough to just ask, and um, if he can just, just even wave a little with his <laughs> finger, you yeah. know, left or right or forward or backward, or something of that effect, then then that helps. Yeah. And um, then I get to know the next right move. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, and I, and- <clears throat> I like that. I. It reminds me of a story. I have a really good close friend. He lives in uh, Oakland, uh, California, and he says he was driving on the street one day, and he, uh, with his wife, and he noticed a guy on the side of the road, and he felt this overwhelming feeling to, to stop, for some reason, to talk to this guy, and he ignored it, Hmm. and he kept driving, and he felt stronger and stronger and stronger. And then he turned around to go. You know, I got to go turn around and go talk to this person. He turns around and the guy has gone. And he says he's never beat himself up so much on anything in his life related to God, uh, ideas or whatever um, than that because it, it. He wanted to know what he was supposed to learn from that. Hmm. And he's like, so what he took from that was, I'm going to try to do everything I can to be able to follow those instincts, because my, sim- my my my. Re- Religious base that I have now is whatever is good I follow, whatever is mm-hmm. bad I leave, and that's right. what I just I try to keep it really simple, and and he's he really it was such a small idea or, or story that he told me, and it and it made me kind of clue into, you know, when I have those feelings to to follow those, right, and, and follow that good, and it, it's
0: hard to and do, it, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what who's good right so the thing that i love about like i hear so many people talk about how uh they don't like the 12 steps program 12 step program because of god i heard so many times but the thing that it, the 12 step program has done is for one they don't give a fuck about what god they don't care right. i think it's exactly what you said it's just to the point of surrender to something mm-hmm. uh, but the thing that i like about it is they've created almost this uh, they created this this environment that civilizations would go on entire crusades uh, in, in this war of this is our belief this is the way that you should believe. Well, AA has created this environment where you could take any any belief doesn't matter what it is any belief following the right thing looking up to a person in a in a tower talking to her you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. And, and still applying that to saving your life because it's not about God. Everybody that walks in, or not everybody, but I'd say specifically me, walk in and see this God on the 12 steps and see people talking about God and immediately God is all that's there. It's mm-hmm. just God. Right. It, and God is only a piece of it. Mm-hmm. It's not even, I mean, I had more, I found peace of mind in praying to whatever the whatever the hell God is, but it's just a tool. It's a step. It's a it's a it's a piece of the puzzle that I need so that I can move on to the rest of it. But I look at but my initial reaction is, oh my God, I can't get over this God thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this is God. Oh my God, you know. And then all of these old preconceived notions come up, and all of these um, negative you know attributes. And this person in this church did this, and da 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 da. But in reality, it's got nothing to do with that. It's I created this huge thing in my head, and it's got nothing to do with that. It's about what I get to choose to believe. Just like every religion on the planet was created by something because mm-hmm. it's somebody's idea. So why can't I choose my own religion, my own version of God, to to work, and then just kind of I don't know, leave it at that, like because I I, I I I overcomplicate shit all the time. And it doesn't, I don't need, it doesn't need to be that way. The God word is so much bigger than, than what, I mean, they, they, uh, capitalize it in text, right? Right. I, I didn't even notice that until I got into AA. I was like, they <laughs> capitalize the word God. I didn't even realize, or he, they'll capitalize he yeah. referring to God. I didn't even realize that they did that. Um, but it's, be, it, I think it's just, we make it bigger than it actually needs to be. Yeah.
2: Well, I think, it. like I said, <clears throat> it, it, to simplify things and to be able to create a human being to become humble or the word, the concept of humility, where it keeps us in check, you know, where we become too prideful about something. Uh, we think we know it all. We think we have it all uh, that creates damage in everywhere. And like in, in, in I have a few examples, uh, I lived in the Caribbean for a while and I lived it through a few really bad hurricanes and they definitely tear a whole bunch of shit up. tons of stuff I mean to the point where I was going to the bathroom in buckets for weeks on end and you really kind of are grateful for the simple stuff of a toilet that flushes but the bigger idea of that is that it tears everybody up in the whole village and everybody comes together to rebuild and and people are making dinner for the street because they all chipped in to help somebody make a foundation for someone's house and that kind of bringing that simplified humility that there's something bigger than us that destroyed everything and we are here together. And I don't care how much money you have or if you have a higher education than me or whatever, but it, it brings that, that concept closer together. And I have another example that I lived, <coughs> I had not lived, I, I visited New York City pre and post 9-11, and pre 9-11. I went and it, you know, people don't look at each other when they walk on the streets, they were very closed. And they, they didn't talk all that lot. You know, you, you pass people and it was just kind of awkward. Um, I went to New York about four months after 9-11 happened. And I got out of a, a, a show really late at night and I was still pretty young. I was like a sophomore in high school, I think. And I had no joke, four or five people come up to me in a subway and say, do you know where, sir, do you know how to get home? Do you know where you're going you're lost? And when these types of disruptions like happen, it really kind of unifies the people. I mean, everyone saw what happened in the United States. Everyone's like, the American flag's up and people like, here we go. And uh, it, it brings that kind of aligns people again with that humility of, of kind of refocus. This is what we need and what we can live with and what, you know. and. It was weird it's, it's in both examples I've had. I was just like, this is... But it, it feels good to be part
0: of that. It humbles you as a person. See, that's where I think... That's where I see a higher power in is humanity. Like, when I was using and I was drinking and, you know, all of my escapades, I thought humanity, I'm, I'm not even kidding, I thought humanity was for Disney movies. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding, like, I, I really did, I thought humanity was for Disney movies and and today that's, that's really where I see, uh, I guess, what I consider to be my, a, a higher power at play is humanity, especially in the rooms and working with addicts in recovery and, um, seeing the death and then seeing the hope that also comes with it is is really one of the main driving factors of why I do it. So I really like that analogy.
1: So I, I have this theory, and um, I call it the Small Miracles Theory. And I, I bring this up as small much Small Miracles Theory. Small Miracles Theory. Yeah, I bring this up as much as I possibly can. And um, and and I I feel like uh, I feel like. Every single person in this world is born with this ability to recognize all of the small miracles that um, our higher power can can show us. Like when we're when we're lost in that maze and we're looking up and at the the woman that's in the tower and. We're saying which way to I? Which way, left or right? You know.
2: It was a, it was a man in the tower, by the way. It was a. <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> so um,
1: so, but, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In 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 our lives, and every every time we wake up, and every time we're walking down the street, and everything we're doing, right? There's there's little things that are like like it's this way, it's that way, it's this way, it's this that way, you know, and but see, here's the thing. We get so caught up. I get so caught up with, like, work and kids and job and uh, money and houses and cars and everything that I have to do, because um, whatever, right? I get so caught up with all that that I just, I, I close down. Like, when you were talking, like, um, open-mindedness is the thing that we need to avoid. I, I think it's hilarious because open-mindedness is the thing I need, to, I need to work harder to be, you know? Uh, I, I close down, and I don't recognize the small miracles, right? And so I don't have the direction, I don't. I don't get the direction. And my, I love what you said um, with uh, when you're talking about the guy. The guy that um, he didn't. Uh, he didn't stop go on stop road. on the road and talk to that guy because that's what our life should be. Our life should be. My life should be um, taking every advantage of time when I when I when I feel compelled to talk to somebody and sit down and what can I learn from this person and what's what's my higher power trying to tell me through humanity through this person, right? And, um, and, and another one that I, I always pay attention to, uh, and you guys can take this one because this really, this one hits me a lot is, um, I'm really into music. I listen to music all the time. I listen to as much music as I possibly can. And I've constantly got it on in my house. And, and, uh, if, uh, if there's, you know, constantly listen to music and I, and I tie memories to songs, right? I tie people to songs. I tie lessons people have taught me in my lifetime through songs so I can hear a song and I can go right back to some situation life event. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I'll see is that, is that, um, I'm struggling with something, right. I'm struggling with a decision. Like which way do I go? Which way do I go? Am I going this way? Am I going that way up in the tower? What do you think? And, um, and, and then the song will come on and it'll be like this person clearly telling me, you know, this memory of this person saying, in this situation, go this way. And it's all tied into that song, you know? And it, and it happens to me so often. Um, I'll have people, you know, uh, just out of the blue, come up and say the most random thing that I'm, when I'm like open to when I when I'm dealing with something that's very very difficult in my life, and I'm just and I'm so confused and I'm and I'm, and I'm in that dark area. I'll have, I'll go spark a conversation with the mailman. His name is Bob. He spells it backwards. And I'll spark <laughs> a conversation with him, and, um, wow. and he will uh, he'll he'll tell me something random, and it's just like that's the way to go.
2: But in the, like. I think that's what humans and us need. We need that growth. What do you mean? Like, for example, for me, I like to, I like to grow. I like to like feel like I'm, if I'm, I like to, I like to go two steps forward and not five steps back. Mm -hmm. So for example, somebody challenged me, I was listening to the podcast, some, some podcasts, and they say, uh, with our technology based lives, we all have where everyone's on stuff. And you go to, you go to a restaurant nowadays and everyone's just on their phones. Mm -hmm. No one's talking to each other anymore. So they put this challenge out that if next time you're at a restaurant, if you're by yourself, go sit next to somebody and talk to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I was like, you know, I, I went to this pizza joint in Salt Lake and I was like, everyone's just watching it on their phone, you know, business people. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go sit next to this guy start talking to him. And we found out we have a whole lot of, of common. Mm-hmm. Was it awkward? Yeah. <laughs> 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 For the you know, it's probably really weird. It was really weird. <laughs> he was probably like, he had his phone in his hand. He just puts it down. He was just like, I'm like, hey, what's up? you're sitting alone i'm sitting alone what's up you know what are you doing what's your name what do you work and and uh it was just kind of interesting that after he just like walked out but he can't he came back and he says hey i really appreciate that he's like i didn't notice but everyone in, in this room is on their phone yeah and like that, that's what i'm saying it's just it's that personal growth that it, i feel like if you strive to go out to those awkward situations or trying
0: yeah, to yeah I hear you, you
2: know that's what I'm trying to get out. That's yeah. why It lies. <laughs> it
0: lies in discomfort. It does. it yeah. Lies in discomfort.
2: Yeah, like pot for the first podcast. Hate Zach and I shit. had. It was
0: like, uh, here yeah. We go. That was weird. <laughs> 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 that was really weird. Oh yeah. man. You know, and something else
1: too is that um, we're talking about these. Uh, we're talking about these ideas that 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 people come out and they say, um, they say, you know, uh, I know this. I know this is uh, religion, you know, this is, this is, this is what is true. You know, those are the people that scare me the most. You know what I mean? Those are the people, the ones that come out and say, and say, this is what God said. And I know this to be fact. Like you don't fucking know, you don't know that shit. Oh, you just How faith. do you know? You the know? the big faith. book
0: has a line that says there's nothing, and I'm paraphrasing, there's nothing more dangerous than a man on a mission who thinks it's, or who thinks he's sent from God. Yeah. There's nothing more dangerous than a man on a mission who thinks he's sent from God.
1: I love that. And, and I'm going to tell you the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the consequences, right? The, uh, the unintended consequences from somebody getting up there and, and being that person is we have this religion where Kevin is, has been, God, like, how did you get to be that? Like, how do you think that, how did you end up to this place where, where you believe that God viewed you through that lens? I mean, that's a fucked up place to be, right? Yeah. That, you're, uh, that God is like looking at you through this lens of shame and all that stuff. And it comes from this, from people that, that stand up on the pulpit and preach to be the truth and, the, and, and know it all, you know? Right. And, and had they come out, had come, somebody come out and said, look, I, I really don't know, but this is what I feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like it should come from that God is love and, and would preach from a place of love. Do you think that you would have been able to view yourself through through God's lens if if your only impression of God was that of love, ever? I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, you know,
3: I I think I think just to I maybe I should have preempted my story. I, I, I just, I don't want it to become, like, a subject, really, but, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gay man. I knew I
2: was from a...
1: Whoa!
2: <laughs> I'm out, dude.
1: I don't <laughs> hang out with homosexuals.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so, that's all the time we have to. All right, <laughs> we're closing it up. It's weird. We're already doing an hour. But, but I, So I, I, was, I was literally brought
3: up to feel ashamed of myself since I had a cognitive idea that that's what was going on. And so, you know, God loved everyone but me. <laughs> Cuz I was, you know, the only gay guy in the world. But like and, and 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 I like I said I don't want that to become the subject, but that's that's where I was at. That's part of my story, you know. I also wanted to say um rather, you know, what I what I've discovered in in my journey uh coming to uh peace with this entire God concept, higher power uh, concept that I didn't expect um, was I've become to be much so much more tolerant of other people's viewpoint on their own religions mm. um, and and much much less you know um, offended by them um, <clears throat> for instance um, it wasn't too long ago I was at my parents house and my sister they're all very very LDS you know that form of Christianity and, um, that I used to be so offended by, um, uh, and my, my daughter's children's, they were saying, Hey, uncle Kevin, like, can we sing our, a song that we learned in, in church, you know, and, and we sing it in church. It's him. I, I, we'd really, I'd really like to sing it for you. And, and, um, normally I would just want to like vomit, scream, claw my eyes out and run away. That kind of thing, (laughs) you know? um, (laughs) But I sat down, I was like, absolutely, you know, I want to hear it. And there's these these adorable little kids. And they sang this religious hymn to me while I was sitting on the couch. And I felt the most immense amount of gratitude um, that they felt comfortable to share their version of their higher power with me. Hmm. And you know that's that's this is their version of their higher power. I you know thanks for in, thanks for including that, you know and, and right. sharing that with me, and 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 you know the 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 super um, exotic far out religions like um, like Southern Baptists. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so the exotic
1: ones, <laughs> yeah.
3: You know from um, the Amazon. Uh, you know, g- uh, you know, hearing, hearing viewpoints of their version of of you know they they call it god and their god is true and the mormon's god is true right. and whatever they're all and true they, they you know to me now i look at it as their version of their higher power you know and and i i feel you know grateful that uh i get to be able to to hear about them
2: yeah. you know
3: and, and well, share, share that
2: with them it's it's hard though to do that though i know that us humans, we love to judge. We love to judge the living shit. Yeah, sometimes everybody. you just like want to yeah. wall. Uh, in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like a it's a hard it's a hard line to like to walk. <laughs> you know, because it's like you can sit there and slam a people's religion and be like, I can't believe they're that over religious about this or this, or this and they're doing this. But then all of a sudden, you catching yourself, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm. I'm one of them. I, I know. I'm one of them. I'm judging the shit of them, <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's really hard because, like, <laughs> it's you true. know, my in laws are extremely active uh, LDS people. My parents are pretty active. You know, are very active LDS people too. And they both see they're very, very different people. All four of them. And my wife and I we kind of catch ourselves so when, when they start saying something, and we're just like, I can't believe they like they went to four meetings today on a Sunday, and they're not even with their family. We're saying this, this, this. I'm just like we catch ourselves and have to stop and be like, whoa, okay, that is working for them. Mm-hmm. I got to respect mm-hmm. it. Right. And just leave it alone. You know, because right. otherwise we're just doing what they're doing to us. Because I know that they're talking shit behind. I mean, I got tattoos on my arm and they're like, oh. that's my God. I can't well, believe I'm, you're going to go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm defiling <just finally> myself. <laughs> apparently. But, it's, but that's their view. So be it. Hey, sure, it's, it's hard to just let it go and be like, you know what? You be you. I be I mean, all be me. You know, my my
0: body is a temple, but it's got some pretty sweet pictures on <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and stay, continued,
2: more to come. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so I guess maybe the answer to the question is um, about why the God complex or, or the higher power complex, why we we're talking about and why yeah. we needed to address it, is because it's important and it helps, and it's it helps it, 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 it helps immensely. And it's part of the human condition to contemplate such things. It is. And whether we know it or not, um, we like to cast blame at somebody. And even if that somebody is, you know, you're just throwing blame out, it lands on, you know, if there's nobody there to blame, you blame God. Right. And so I think a a lot of addicts and alcoholics um, have done that. You know, they don't want to blame themselves and they don't want to blame their condition. So they blame God. At least that's what I did. Hmm. Yeah. So,
1: well, I got a good story. Um, I, I knew this. Uh, I knew this guy and he uh, he was an atheist. And I, so I one thing I've found in, in, in recovery is that, you know, this whole idea of uh, of, you know, why do we need it as part of this 12 step whole thing? And, you know, it's part of the process. We need it for the reasons you just said, you know. And and, and and we have people that come in and they're like, well, I'm an atheist. Am I able to do this? Of course you can. Of course you can. Um, work work it the way you work it. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm going to tell you what I find is that uh, I, have this, I have this super good friend. His name is Ray Scott. And he doesn't talk to me anymore um, because uh, I went to go make amends to him and he didn't want to hear it. But so I tried. So was a freebie. <laughs>
3: huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, so, what, that's what my sponsor calls them. Yeah, <laughs> if they don't want to hear it. It's a freebie.
1: Right, right. It's sold. Fair. I tried. Yeah. So, um, he uh he used to say that he was an atheist, and his sisters were more missionaries, and he used to say, you know, I have these sisters, and and, and and they have this uh this um this faith in in uh in higher power, and they can just have all these problems and all these stressors, and they can just give it to God, and it pisses me off. It pisses me off that I'm an atheist and I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> and, um, and he used to say that. And so then I, I get in recovery, right? And I'm in recovery for so long. And I see these people, these, uh, these people that make it into long-term recovery, like 10, 15, 20 years in long-term recovery, still die hard atheists. I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. And they're making it, right? But they're just not very happy. They're just not very happy. They're just kind of angry. You know, and I think about what Ray Scott said every time. You know, I think about well, when we develop that relationship, you have you have something to give that to, that anger, that anxiety, that depression, that despair. You have something to to put it on. You know, and um, yeah. So that's. Do you think it's bad or it's really good shit? Do I think it's bad or good? What do you mean?
2: It's like how that type of something where you can use as a source of blame onto something.
1: I just think it's part of the whole twelve-step process. Like it's part of this power of developing that relationship
0: with something outside of yourself. It gives you an outlet. It's a lot like what happened with me. Like it it really is. It gives you an outlet. I mean, that's the whole reason that I started praying and to begin with, because I had an outlet. I felt better after I did it. And so if I didn't have, I, I could honestly say if I didn't have that experience and if I still firmly didn't believe in some type of power greater than myself, I don't think I would be where I'm at today because I would, be bott- I would still be bottling all that shit up. And if I was still bottling all that shit up, I would have I gotten high years ago. Mm-hmm. Like years ago.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. All right. Well we're running we're, out of
2: time kind of, so we're running out of time
0: yeah um
2: could probably easily go on this subject for a. oh time. man i like it's the topic though out. i mean we this really had no like script on this and it went in a i felt like it went in a good way
1: you could do a um you could do another podcast on spirituality and you could call it step two Podcast go. episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's okay. So I had this uh, one more story. So I had this when I when I first got clean, we would go to these meetings, and um, they were the, the the big meetings, is what they called them, and it was in the YMCA, and there was like 150 people there, right? And so there, and the treatment centers would come, and in this particular day, there was this sweet little innocent girl who probably had about maybe 15 days of sobriety, you know. But they're going to let her run that meeting, and and, um, and she's going to do. And she you could tell she was all nervous and shit. And then she gets up at the end, and it was an NA meeting. And um, and NA is really like, don't talk about God. AA is like, all right, we can talk about God, but NA is like, you say, higher power. You know what I mean? You don't reference God at all. And we're strict about that in NA because that God drives people away. So we're gonna start our own group. We're gonna call it NA, and we're gonna be real specific about not talking about God. And um, and so there was this guy, and he was an atheist, and he was really, really angry. He was just a super angry guy, and I'll never forget this. I um, never really had much for this guy. But anyway, so, so we're in this meeting, and everybody's closing up at the end, and there's 150 people there, and this little girl, she's done such a good job with the meeting, and she's just shaking and innocent, and she goes, she goes okay, um, now I'd like to close with uh, the Lord's Prayer. And um, this guy, because you're supposed to close uh, with a third step prayer in NA, you know, and she doesn't know that because she's brand new. But she goes, I would like to close with the Lord's Prayer. Um, Our Father who art in heaven. And this dude in front of 150 people breaks out of the circle and he goes, Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! We don't fucking talk about God in here! This is fucking it, eh? You want to talk about God? Go to a fucking AA meeting, bitch! And I swear to God, this little girl was like 80 pounds soaking wet. She's just like shaking. What did I do? starts crying <laughs> this guy like storms out and then some like dude says uh they a prayer uh and then they close the meeting out i'll never forget that moment uh, <laughs> hopefully
3: somebody ran out and got
1: her yeah yeah oh she stayed dude left dude relapsed shortly after and um, shocking yeah
0: mm-hmm. hmm. all right so any uh any last parting words of wisdom that anybody has as far as regarding higher power
2: don't judge others. Keep,
0: keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. That's a good one. God is love. Be curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Thanks uh, Thanks to Charlie. coming back, yeah, yeah, man. I enjoyed it. Us. I'll definitely come back. This is a good time, huh? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. And we are out. Thanks.